Welcome to Happy Hour with Grandstand, the podcast where we showcase craft beverage brands from across the country. Stick around, the first one's on us. Hi everyone, I'm Ben Gibbler, Grandstand's East Region Account Manager Lead, and you're listening to the first ever episode of Happy Hour with Grandstand. We're joined by friends from Cape May Brewing Company out of Cape May, New Jersey, a small seaside resort town at the southern tip of Cape May Peninsula. They're back on site at Grandstand this week to plan their 2020 merch line, and today we're sitting down to talk about how Cape May evolved from a small startup to New Jersey's largest craft brewery, how they use merchandise to tell a story with every season, and how they turned a keg shortage into an awesome holiday promotion. Thanks Thanks for having us out here. So we got Chris and uh, Caitlin on the mics here, and Danielle uh, clear across the room waving right now. Uh, Maybe we can get her over here later. Uh, We'll see. Fingers crossed. Basically, Kate May, you guys have been in business since uh, 2011, correct? That's correct, yes. All right. So if you guys were to describe the clientele and your audience, what would you describe them as? We've looked into this like over a long time, finding out who our core customer is and who is the people that are coming to our tasting room and now drinking our beer throughout the whole state of New Jersey and parts of Pennsylvania. And we've kind of broken it down into... There's uh, really three types of drinkers for us. We have our local faithful, you know, who are our mug clubbers, our team. Uh, then we have our tourism people. Uh, they're the ones that are coming from North Jersey, Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia area. And then we also have our beer nerds. So we've had uh, a few award-winning beers, uh, most recently Honey Porter, uh, one at the Great American Beer Fest. Congrats. Um, thank you. Yeah, so we have a lot of, you know, different styles out there. Uh, we like to appeal to a multitude of different drinkers. Also in the community that we're in, we're in the Coast Guard community in Cape May, uh, and we love our Coast Guard friends. Uh, So we have a beer specifically named for them called Always Ready, uh, which is uh, one of their sayings. So I think they really enjoy drinking our beer as well, and they're a big core customer for us. Nice. So yeah, definitely not one of those like uh, really easy questions. You guys have sort of like a multi-tiered approach to how you look at your your audience there. So kind of when you're looking at that sort of thing, when you're trying to break down who actually is the Cape May fan, um, does the seasonality of the business, uh, different types of customers play into your marketing strategy? I would say it definitely does. Uh, We have hundreds upon thousands of people that could come through our tasting room on any day in the summer. uh, And then we'll maybe see 100 during a week in the off season just because of our location. Uh, So that really does play into who we're trying to get come visit us depending upon the time of year. And we'll really focus on who our customer is at that time. Very cool. And just to kind of like give everybody a little bit of background on you guys, um, you guys are actually located near the airport in Cape May, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you little Naval Air Station Wildwood. Nice. So you have that tie in as well as the vacationing tourists and the boat people. So um, a lot of cool iconography that you guys use in your branding from your surroundings. When you're putting together kind of your plan for uh, the tap room, um, when you're thinking about events and things, um, are there any kinds of promotions that work really well, well for you guys or like promotions that you, uh, kind of, uh, have really enjoyed doing and find a lot of success with all of them. Perfect. Um, but <laughs> we do have one that we recently just did, which was pick of the batch. Um, so it happened this past fall. Uh, we lucked out. We had beautiful weather. It was all outside live band, live music, um, lots of activities for the whole family, tons of like one-off beers that you could only get at this particular event. And I think everybody really loved it. Our team loved it. 
Um, it was just a perfect day. Um, so from planning and then actual execution, it was a lot of fun for us. So we have a lot of fun with any of the events we do, but this was a really big success for us and for our team. And we're hoping to do a lot more like it in the future. Uh, another fun thing that we did this past holiday season was in our retail space. Uh, Danielle and Caitlin came up with a really cool uh, promotion idea. We had uh, a type of lottery ticket so that everyone who came in and purchased something, you could uh, you know have a chance to win some type of prize, which t- uh, turned out really well for us as well. Every state kind of has different rules and regulations, of course. Um, I know a lot of customers, uh, when they're talking about trying to get local following, um, mug clubs and clubs are really a big deal. Um, how do you guys approach that with some of the limitations you have in New Jersey? Um, so this past year, we came into effect with new regulations in New Jersey. Uh, every state has their own struggles with whatever the, the rules are from the ABC and you know their respected region. Uh, so this year, uh, the New Jersey uh, ABC said that we cannot have a mug club, uh, which definitely would have upset some of our faithful. Uh, so we have uh, come up with a new program that we call Frequent Fillers uh, that we can still take the time to uh, appreciate our year-round fans who you know carry us through the off-season and have been fans of ours for eight years uh, and continue to support us. Uh, so we have this new program to make sure that we're still appreciating them. Very cool. And a really cool mug. Very cool mug. I imagine glass probably plays a lot into that sort of reward system and uh, and even pulling people into the experience of the brewery. Merchandising is uh, one of the things that we see a lot of people need some guidance with and even at times struggle with uh, in the brewery side of things. You know, sometimes uh, packaging and uh, creating the beer, obviously, which is sort of step one in trying to get the thing going. Um you know, you guys seem to do a really good job with it, have a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, how do you go about developing your merch line and, and how do you choose your merch and, and branding? It's a lot of planning. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people just think we snap our fingers and these amazing products just show up. But um, what's really important for us is we kind of set up a timeline for our team of when things need to get done. So we say focus on, okay, the artwork needs to be done by this time and we have to pick out the pieces by then, um, which is not really the fun part, but it leads to the fun part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think something that's really fun for our team and what really helps us build this really unique story for our brand is we actually work on our own individual inspiration boards. So it's our team uh, working on what pieces inspire us. So if it's the color, if it's the cut of the shirt, if it's someone else's logo that we're like, wow, that's really sick. I wish we could do something like that. Um, we build these inspiration boards and then we meet, we sit down and have these really great creative discussions, but we try and all line it into the same story. Um, because we do have such iconic images. It's how do we tell this unique story that represents our brand and the lifestyle of the people who drink it, which is kind of fun. Nice. Nice. I think for um, us as well, our office, not sure what's going on there, but it is a amazing creative bubble. Somebody will say one thing and then... Danielle will be like, well, what if we did it this way? And then Caitlin spins it off. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, we have this holy uh, full-baked idea that just came out of absolutely nowhere. So I think, you know, you have to appreciate the ability for the three of us to be able to run through that. For sure. No, I've definitely seen you guys in action. Um, last night, we <laughs> went and did a tour at Boulevard, uh, which is one of our local breweries here. Um, and it was uh, it was really cool to actually see them sort of just chat about things and see the 
the cogs and the wheels going and, and have a small part of that conversation. It was, uh, it's really fun, actually. Literally, there is no bad idea. It's just figuring it out. All right, well, how do we make that work? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, speaking of kind of like your ideas and your branding, though, like you guys have a lot of really great um, like icons and, and, and your branding has always been something around here. People, you know, the people printing it, the people in sales see, and, and we're always really impressed with how, how well you guys do it. Um, you know, how hard is it to kind of keep everything fresh and, and up to date and, you know, we're, you know, kind of piggybacking on what you guys had already said, but like, how do you come up with the ideas for your identities? The idea for the rebrand came from us trying to freshen up our website uh, and looking into it at the time it was decided that for, you know, our company to better grow, that we should just do a complete rebrand. And that's what led to that there. Nice. And it's cool because everybody's really proud of it. Like we take a lot of pride in the artwork for the cans and like the brewers are proud of what they look like. We're proud of what they look like. We're not embarrassed to talk about them or be like overly confident in it because everybody worked really hard on making them what they are. And uh, they are pretty iconic, which is awesome. And, and I the think, fans. Uh, another cool thing that came out of it, I've talked about it a couple times uh, during our trip out here, is during that rebranding, we came up with our credo card and this, the decision to have these things that uh, are really important to our employees and I think help shape our identity as a brewery. Nice. Yeah, no, that's that was something that really impressed me when we were talking about it, for sure. Um, the best is creativity is on there. Yeah. So, like, being creative is strongly encouraged in every aspect of what we do, whether it's making the beer or making the merchandise, which is a lot of fun. And I would imagine being open to new ideas and, like you said, no bad ideas, going down the kind of weird paths and see where things go, and sometimes it actually turns into a really great execution. Yeah. We have a lot of silly slogans, but I think another one is we can if... And like, even when you're saying it, you're like, oh, that sounds so silly, but it's true. It's yeah. like, let's just do it. See what happens. <laughs> Which kind of leads me into kind of the next, one of the next kind of one-off questions. Um, you know, I know, speaking of weird ideas, I know Danielle is like one of the treasure troves for uh, kind of the the epiphany ideas you guys have had. Uh, Gosh. As far as favorite merch items uh, that you guys have done, I'll give you mine. I think it's the onesies we did for you guys last year. The one that Danielle should be wearing at this exact <laughs> moment in time. <laughs> for, for, you know, maybe the listeners will just pretend that she is wearing it right she now. She is wearing it right now. She's the model. You can check it out on our website. Yes, definitely go to the Instagram and check it out. You will see several people from Cape May wearing these. Yeah, well, that was... And that's kind of how our office works. I think it started from a discussion of, wouldn't it be so cool if we did like a matching pajama set? And then we reached out to you guys like, hey, we kind of had this crazy idea. How do we do that? And you're like, well, we have this really fun onesie. Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, clearly that's what we should do. Let's do it. Let's execute it. Are there any other items that you guys came up with last year that just uh, kind of exceeded expectations when it came in? Uh, yeah, definitely. We had... Um this one shirt, it was uh, named Captain Mary. Yeah. Uh, it was a play on our Captain May icon. Uh, we decided we wanted to do something different for Christmas, so we put a little uh, Santa hat on them. Uh, and we had a nice, um, really fun phrase on the back. It was C's and greetings. But, you know, yeah. if you say it very quickly, it uh, kind of all rolls together. And our decision was that it became the unofficial shirt of Cape May Christmas. Uh, the first weekend we rolled it out, we literally could not keep it on the hangers. It was... You know, people were coming in asking if they could buy them for their whole family, uh, and people seemed to really enjoy it. It was just a fun, a fun icon that we uh, were able to play around with. Yeah, I love how seasonal you guys are, and you know, taking the 
core brand and kind of rolling it into that, you know, everything's kind of still on message, but you guys have fun with it and kind of twist it and turn it a little bit. I will say my favorite from last summer might've been the map shirt, which was also a Danielle idea. Um, But it was us highlighting, you know, where we're from, the Cape May Island itself. And we playfully included all of our little, you know, iconic symbols from our cans we got to work with one of our favorite local artists, David McCumber, and he created the artwork for us. And we did a short sleeve and then a long sleeve. But, you know, people wear it and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've been to the concrete ship. And I really <laughs> like that beer. So, and it made it onto a glass, too. And it made it onto a glass, yeah. too. Cape May basically started as kind of a small brewery, grabbed, kind of grew into an average-sized brewery. Um, and within a few years, you guys really grew your brand and rose to prominence in New Jersey. Um, I believe uh, you guys are possibly probably the biggest brewery in new jersey now um can you talk shaking, about how shaking you, my head shaking it yeah. like chris is like for we sure yes, we, we are, are definitely <laughs> i didn't want to get you in any trouble with somebody out there you never know i mean i know there's a lot of like you know new jersey sopranos whatever yeah um, we i wasn't we were able to do we've done over twenty three thousand barrels of uh beer this year incredible. 2019 can you talk about how the brewery evolved and kind of how you guys made it happen as a as an overall team so our founders we have uh um Ryan and Bob Krill and Chris uh, and Chris and Ryan were uh, college roommates who I think, you know, you have that conversation at two in the morning that we've all had of we should buy a bar, we should start a brewery. Uh, So they had that we should start a brewery conversation. And, you know, they both graduated, went on their separate ways and, you know, the dream kind of fell apart. Um, And then they reconvened at a later time and started talking about it again. And they had noticed that in New Jersey, there was a lot of wineries but there was no good craft beer in New Jersey at the time. So they decided, you know, like, well, let's, let's be that person and let's make good beer in New Jersey. Uh, so that's where the dream was born. Uh, we started out with our beer, Cape May IPA. It was our flagship beer. It's still here today. Uh, and they just started brewing that. And then they brought it to our first account, Cabanas in Cape May on Beach Avenue, who still carries our beer. And uh, every year after our anniversary party, we'll usually have a staff party back at Cabanas to, you know, kind of thank them for, you know, supporting us from the start. Uh, and over time, uh, our tasting room, uh, when we first started selling beer there, it was just in growler fills and we would brew as much beer as we could. And once it was sold out, we were sold out. And then, uh, over time we continued to, you know, be able to open for three days, four days, five days. Now we're open seven days a week, except, uh, on days we close for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And if it ever snows in Cape May again, maybe then we'll close, but we're not sure yet. Um, yeah. So then we quickly outgrew our space that was in the tasting room, uh, we had opened up a new production facility, which were already, you know, kind of bursting at the seams there. Uh, and now we have a third office building uh, right by the Flight Deck Diner, which our distribution arm of our company, Cape Beverage, operates out of. Which is cool because it's very DIY. You know, you guys have always been kind of like, you know, we can do it kind of uh, ex- uh, from what I've seen anyway. Yeah. And I will say, like, we keep talking about like the pride our team has for what we do. And I think that's pretty consistent in every department you interact with at the brewery. But um, that's what keeps us going because it's always like, all right, we crushed this goal. How do we top that? Like, let's figure out a way to make it better, which I think is also part of our company motto. Yeah. And uh, full good, of the slogans today. Good beer really helps as well. We, uh, yeah. we had an, um, we asked our, all of our team, you know, maybe a couple months ago on why are we successful? You know, you, every now and again, you want to look back and decide why. And one of the leading answers was the beer. They said, you make really good beer. And then uh, I will say in the top three merchandise came in there as well. Nice. 
should have been number two, but it's all right. I won't take offense. <laughs> but yeah, like I think earlier today we were kind of talking about like we had somewhere between 24, I don't know, 20 to 24 beers on taps at any given point when you walk in. That's really impressive. And we really work hard to make sure that when people walk through the door, there's something for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you guys are even doing seltzers now and yeah. yeah. So you guys have done, uh, you guys have really shook it up a lot lately. Um, one other thing is I know, I know kind of the community is uh, an important part to you guys too. I mean, you guys are really active in there. Um, you mentioned, you know, you have local artists put together the map t-shirt for you guys. You know, how do you guys leverage your relationships with the community to kind of, um, sort of help build the brand too? I would say, um, another part of our credo card is being a good neighbor. Mm -hmm. And we truly want to live that value of being a good neighbor. Um, as I mentioned earlier, our, our locals are what carry us through the off season. They, <clears throat> excuse me, they have, are what has gotten us to where we are today. Uh, so we really enjoy fostering that relationship with them as we continue to go, seeing however we can, what we can do in the community to help, uh, the Cape Bay Mac, uh, that is a society that's down there. They put on a lot of, uh, different events throughout the summer and we've been a great partner with them uh, doing different beer gardens throughout and it kind of gives us the opportunity to do some fun different things in Cape May. Nice yeah no I I know you guys do um, some of the the local holiday um, you guys have a little pop-up kiosks and things like that as well. Yeah it's like a newer thing that we're trying we're kind of taking the merch on the road but every year we work with one of the local resorts uh, Congress Hall they do like a little Christmas bazaar and we have a featured booth there, which is a lot of fun for us because we get to be super creative and uh, build this really unique concept just for Christmas, which is exciting and work with all these other local vendors and local businesses there, which is fun. Yeah. And if you ever get the opportunity, you should definitely come down to Cape May for Christmas. Yeah. We are pushing. It should be a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm perfect. Sure. A lot of people say that, but if you're there and you see what the town looks like, it really truly is. So you're saying that, if you come down to Cape May uh, for Christmas, you'll probably fall in love. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> you might even like it more than in the summertime. Oh, sounds amazing. It's a bold statement, but I think it's true. Uh, it sounds like a dream. I'm going to have to do it. Um, so I know this is kind of general, but I mean, as far as like what's next on the docket for you guys, what does the future look like for Cape May? Uh, well, we want to keep growing. That's the, uh, that's the plan. So we're, we're continually striving for that. Um, we really just want to see where the industry is going, uh, and just keep in line with that. Um, our, our big thing, and I had kind of alluded to this in some of our conversations yesterday, and I got the clearance to talk about it is we will be, uh, expanding into Delaware in 2020. Nice. So we're going to start distributing, uh, hopefully in April, I believe we'll start distributing down in Delaware. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys, um, you guys leverage your social media really well. I mean, I imagine it kind of like helps, uh, it helps get the name Cape May out there, even if people might not have the beer there yet or whatnot. People are aware of you guys. Um, talk a little bit about how you use social media. And, and I mean, you guys even make your own commercials and things like that. I mean, you guys really do a lot of really intense things that other people aren't thinking about doing. Yeah, I think our marketing team does a great job of keeping up with the trends in our industry and seeing, you know, what are other people doing? Is that something we should be doing? While also keeping a clear perspective of who we are in our brand um so it's like everybody can do the next big trendy thing and it's like all right that's really cool is that what we are though so they have like a clear perspective of what works for us and what's out of our realm and I think that's really important when you're doing social media because when you get it 
you know, too clustered, it's not as effective as when it's a clear, concise plan. And I think our team does a really, really great job of that. But And not, we, we like to have fun with it. You yeah. know, that's, it's another talk about the creativeness of it. Um, sometimes an idea just comes out and it might not have been in the plan for that day, but like, Hey, you know, we should do this. Let's get this on there. And uh, it's just really cool. Like we showed you a video earlier of uh, baby shark and that was just an idea that kind Loved of it. came Flood. up and we got <laughs> one of our guys in a nice shark costume and um, we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, another one kind of comes back to Christmas. We had a big keg tree uh, in our tasting room and our production guys needed kegs. So we had to find a way like, well, we got to take it down. Unfortunately, it was before Christmas, <laughs> but we had a really fun story with it. We had another one of our employees dress up like the Grinch and he had to steal the kegs. Uh, but at the end of the day, he saved Christmas because after stealing the kegs, we had more beer to drink. Perfect. And Cindy Lou wore the adorable funsy onesie. I mean, you got to use it. Got to use it. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, uh, kind of going along with that, you know, you guys take a lot of excellent shots of your glassware. You know, as far as the retail space goes, you know, what what have you seen as far as like utilizing your glassware for for sales, but also kind of shaking things up, keeping things a little bit different. What's your approach when you're thinking about that kind of thing? Well, um, for us, with everything, we're trying to tell a story for each season, right? So we're, right now we're working on the summer season story that's happening. And we try and hit certain markets that we know are going to be visiting the tasting room. So when we're thinking about glassware, we're trying to find pieces that speak to each of those audiences. So we have the visitors who are coming to Cape May, maybe for the first time, and they're super excited about it, who are really interested in a great design, whether it's like a fully wrapped glass or, you know, a really iconic logo. And then you might have someone who's super into just the art of drinking beer. So we're also looking for what's the next exciting glass that they have to have, because we also want to highlight that. And then for our hometown fans, it's like, you know, you can't go wrong with a solid pint. Like it's a, it's a great glass. It's concise. You know, you can't have too many of them. So it's really trying to find the glassware that speaks to that story while making something that all of our customers are going to enjoy and want to buy. Yeah, I don't think you can ever have enough glasses. Uh, and the, in my opinion, something really cool about glasses, they appear to be something that you want to collect. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have mixed things up with our pint glasses and just changing the color. And you'll see people that come in that, I don't have that color. It's the exact same glass, exact same design, but they want to get this color. Maybe it's their favorite color. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it's, it's really cool to see people that want to collect and, you know, I've experienced talking to people. If I, you know, offer them a glass, they say, I already have that one. I said, but you don't have this one. This one just came out. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get that now. Yeah. <laughs> and I know my cabinet is nothing but Kate May glasses at home. Yeah. So and the, the limited glass concept people love, if that's all we're going to do of it, they have to have it. So like, we'll do a glass for Valentine's day coming very soon um you know that's going to be a super limited run and once it's done it's done so if you want it and you do because it's going to be awesome you have to buy it when it comes out um and sometimes people don't really believe us we're like no 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 this is this is it super limited you should get it and as they're leaving they're like oh, all right throw it in there let's just do it um but yeah you can't have enough glasses it's a really great way for you guys to kind of like in a in a friendly way upsell everything the experience of the tap room i mean uh, one thing i love is that you know people kind of have to go through the boutique or the you know they have to be surrounded with the merch as well it's, it's not just going and drinking beers in the tap room it's like you're going to be completely enveloped in cape may yeah um not just beer wise but like the whole vibe of the town everything the culture of the brewery and you guys, you know, I mean, yeah. 
I, a lot of the different people that work at Cape May, you guys lean on them for information. So it feels like the personality of the whole brewery is represented. I was going to say one of the things we are working on is like this newer segment in the shop, which we're hoping to call the brew crew collection. And it's feedback from our team, whether it's our tasting room staff or our production team, you know, like what kind of colors are you into right now? What kind of t-shirts would you like to see? What kind of logos should we be working on? Is there a part of the production side of things that you'd really think would be cool on a t-shirt? Give us your feedback. And we're super interested and focused on that for this year. Um, Cause it's always been something we've wanted to do and, it's nice because it our team wears the merch, you know. They take pride in what it looks like just as much as I do or Chris does or Danielle does. So it's cool to get their feedback for it. And then for the customer, it's like, oh, my gosh, someone from the brew crew totally came up with this concept. And then it feels like you're part of this, like, exclusive club of the Cape May Brew Crew. Cool. I'm in it. <laughs> the thing that's always been really cool about you guys is the fact that you know, from the top down, it feels like everybody's important. Everybody's voice is important, which makes, which comes through when you visit the tap room. It's like, you guys all really like working with each other. You guys all really like being around each other. And that's definitely uh, a warm and inviting kind of place you want to be. So. Yeah. We talk often about our brewery family and that, that that's what we are there. Everyone has everyone's back. There's no job that's too small and everyone's willing to help out wherever they can. And it's really fun to be able to work at a place where you can see that, uh, I had been in the restaurant industry where I hated going to work and I could say I truly wake up every morning and I enjoy going to Cape May Brewery. It's, you know, I'm excited to see the people I'm working with. I'm excited to see new and returning fans that are coming through the tasting room and be able to give them that experience that, you know, I started out as a fan of Cape May Brewery. So it's really fun to be able to share that with more people. That's great. I think that's something that everybody should sort of aspire to because I know with the increased amount of options in the market and stuff, you know, it, it people are looking for an experience more than just a place to go drink beers. So um, I've always really admired you guys for that. And, uh, and definitely it's one of those places you come away from feeling like you, even if you didn't get a chance to venture out into Cape May, which is maybe the opposite of the way most people do it. <laughs> um, you feel like, you know, the town a little bit, you know, at least that's how I kind of take things. I know you guys don't like to necessarily follow tw trends. You kind of like to do your own thing. But um, are there any trends out there that you think are going to be kind of a big thing this year that you're hearing or seeing out there? I would say, I mean, it's seltzers. In front of, yeah, it's seltzers. <laughs> That's the big thing everyone's talking about. So uh, we have a um, innovation team that we meet biweekly. And uh, it's a group of us that come up with the tasting room only releases that we do. Uh, and the main goal for that is to be able to try something new and experimental or get feedback from our fans and say like, Oh, we love this beer that you did. We'd love to see it in a can. So that gives us an opportunity to be able to put that out. So we try a lot of experimental things and, you know, I don't want to say chasing trends, but we want to see what's out there. We have, you know, a really hazy new England IPA coming out this week, which obviously everyone still loves hazy new England IPAs. So we're doing that. I'll drink um, them any day. <laughs> we've done some really different things in there that I'm not sure if a lot of places are doing. We, uh, right around Christmas, we came out with a beer called Cojito, which was inspired by the Puerto Rican holiday drink. Uh, it didn't taste anything. What well, I would say it didn't taste anything like Cojito, but it was very different. But that, that was a beer that came up from that idea and we threw it in some bourbon barrels. So it was a real nice aged beer that came out. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> it seems like you guys always are throwing something different up in the tap room. I know we talked about this earlier, but like, you know, you guys have your core beers, but you guys are, your brew crew is really great about being adventurous with beer too. So, I mean, there's like a, a parallel between 
the marketing and creative side and then the brewery itself, you know, um, anytime you walk into Cape May, you're going to find something different or, um, just something that maybe you didn't go to before, which is a nice thing. I always appreciate that with breweries that put that kind of up there because it keeps you wanting to come back because you're like, I wonder what's, I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. And like, especially in our area, like it gets people out of their comfort zone of, all right, I like IPA, but maybe I will try Cojito, you know, just to give it a try. Why not? And add it to their flight and just try something a little bit different. So I think it's fun for the customer base too when our brewers get to have fun and try that new exciting trend that maybe they've wanted to get their hands on. We've also really shored up more recently uh, our research and development program. Um, So we'll do, we have a pilot system now, which allows for us to do, uh, you know, usually about three barrels worth of beer. So we're trying different things in there. And then we put that on tap in the tasting room. Uh, And then we have outlets for our fans to give feedback on, yeah, you know what? I really did like this beer or I didn't like the beer and this is why I didn't like it so that we can go back to our innovation director, Brian, and we give that to him and then he, you know, can formulate a new recipe and see what the next step is for that. You you always want to have that safe uh, lineup of things that, you know, you can drink on like a Saturday afternoon or something, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to be something that catches your eye that you're like, Ooh, a a new IPA or a new style. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it's fun for the staff too sometimes because people will come in and be like, oh, I like this style beer. What should I try? And our staff is really good at being like, well, actually, why don't you take a sip of this and see if you like it? It might be on, you know, same taste buds, same alley as all the other things you drink. Or why don't you mix it up and try something new? So I think our team has fun with it in the tasting room a lot of, no, just try it. I love it. Yeah, and you guys have a really cool um, kind of thing as far as like, the sampling uh, a certain amount of beers and getting a glass for free mm-hmm. um, and giving them even a choice. So it's almost like an incentive to, to maybe throw something weird or a couple of weird beers in there with their favorite beers as well. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things is when someone, you know, they're doing a flight and they say, what should I do? So usually I'll lead with, you know, what kind of beers do you like? And we'll give them, I'll give them three options that I think they'll definitely like. And then I'll usually throw a curveball in there and say, you don't like dark beer? I'm going to throw King Porter Stomp, which is a chocolate porter on there. And then they'll come back later and say that that was actually their favorite beer. <laughs> so it's really nice to be able to get someone to try something, like Caitlin said, outside their comfort zone mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of open up a different world of beer to them. I think a lot of times, just like anybody, you, uh, if you're unsure of what you want, you, you just want somebody to kind of lead you, um, which is also another great part of the experience there. When I started drinking beers, it was always nice to kind of get the professional opinion. And if you didn't, particularly like it you know there's uh, 14 other options up there or whatever so yeah well and sometimes that can be intimidating too if it's your first time to a tasting room and you're like I don't know what to do and I would say just don't be shy to ask the bartender like get their advice they love giving it they love helping you find the beer that you were meant to drink so what is your favorite Kate May beer personally great question Ben (laughs) thank you so I guess I'll take the lead on that so um there's I have like a kind of like a three-part answer to that. So I would say the the beer I drink the most is our Cape May IPA. Uh, it's a really easy drinking IPA. And the great thing about it is I would say 98% of our accounts in Cape May uh, all have it on draft. So I know it's going to be there. It's old reliable. It's great. Um, I think my all-time favorite is probably Coastal Evacuation, which is our double IPA. Um, and then also whatever's whatever's new out for us. That's usually what I'll be drinking in the tasting room. Uh, whatever our newest beer is, that's what I'll be enjoying till it's gone. Yes. How about you, Caitlin? New Year's resolution. <laughs> it's the current hot beer in our tasting room. Um, 
clearly because New Year's just happened. Um, it's the Brute Pilsner, right? Yes. It's so good. It's light, refreshing, crisp, finish. It's just heaven. Shifties every day. Perfect. So good. Danielle, do, do you want to yell yours across from the room? No, you have to walk over here to the microphone <laughs> and just say it. Probably snag and drop. Snag and drop. Tell us a little bit about that for people that aren't uh, aware. Dangerously delicious. Yes, it's a 10% triple IPA (laughs) that does not drink like a 10% triple IPA. God, no. Uh, So good. We usually offer people that this is a beer that you should probably take home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm. It's definitely one that you want to enjoy sitting on your couch. uh, Or if you want to enjoy it in the tasting room, then we're definitely going to call you an Uber Mm -hmm. or a Lyft. (laughs) And it has a great logo and it's available in cans. You guys should just like print the local Uber number on there. You know, so here you go. <laughs> just take this home. Building off that though, would you, would you say that you guys have a, a beer that seems to be the most popular one that people come in and order all the time? Or is there one that's like surprisingly the you know, bog? The bog. Yeah. The bog. That cranberry our, shandy. Uh, cranberry shandy. But we had a uh, a runner up this past year. Uh, this was our first summer doing it. Uh, and I couldn't use the term enough around the tasting room. Okay. Uh, it was an orange IPA called Crushing It. Uh, and it tastes like alcoholic orange juice. We crushed it. Yummy. Yeah. Uh, in, in my meetings every single week, I would just talk about Crushing It. And any opportunity they had to bring up Crushing It, I brought it up to our leadership team. <laughs> and I think they were all tired of hearing me say Crushing It. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a really interesting uh, beer. It was inspired by an orange crush. Uh, we had a in-house... Um, homebrew competition uh so we just gave out these parameters and this was the beer that everyone decided was the best mm-hmm. uh, we released it uh as a backdoor release in our tasting room and our reaction from our fans was overwhelming so this past summer we brought it back out uh we had three releases of it throughout the summer and every time we had a line around our building uh, and it was really cool to talk to some different people in the brewing world who had always been saying line life's dead line life's dead people don't wait in line for beer anymore and they come down to little Cape May, New Jersey, exit zero, and people are waiting in line for this beer. And they were so happy to do it, like with smiles on their faces for, I think we had a solid line for almost three hours, the one mm-hmm. release day. It's incredible. And people were just drinking their crush in line, get to the register, I'll take three cases. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, great. You want the glass? Because we have one of those. <laughs> I was going to say, if you go on their Instagram, you can actually see the beer in the glass online. It looks really, really cool. I mean, it definitely looks like a juice bomb. <laughs> it's really so good. I'll have to try that one next time I come down there. Just let me know when it's coming out. <laughs> we'll save you some. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. You don't have to wait in line. Oh, yay. It'll be available <laughs> I all it, summer though. this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. I'd totally do it. What else do I have to do on these trips, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, um, definitely appreciate you guys coming out. Um, I know we don't have the beaches and the fine dining seafood, but we... Kansas we definitely have so sandbars. We have sandbars <laughs> and salmon farms. So thank God for the sandbars <laughs> and salmon farms. <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little seafoody around here, you know. Yeah. Oh, next yeah. time we we'll come through, we'll do a crayfish uh, boil <laughs> or something like that. We've heard good things about the gumbo. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know about the gumbo out here. Um, but no, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for being a great customer for. First and foremost, you guys Thank have you always guys. been. I think this I've told. So fun. I think I've told everybody at Grandstand uh, ad nauseum how much fun it is to work with you guys. It's always fun to collaborate with people who have fun vision, like to play around, do things differently, and uh, kind of uh, have a real want to understand what we do and and what goes into what we 
what we do to execute these things, but also, you know, I think it's vice versa. Like we're always interested in seeing what you guys are up to. You know, we look at you guys as, as definitely one of the trendsetters as far as like leveraging your brand, doing new things and always being open to things. So definitely a fun brewery to work with. Um, and certainly if you get a chance to take a super nice little vacation or something on your own, the East coast, please go down to Cape May. It's a beautiful town. There's so much fun stuff to do and definitely one of the best breweries I've been to uh, in my eight years at Grandstand. So go down there, drink several beers and say hi to uh, Chris, Caitlin and Danielle and, uh, you know, buy a bunch of merch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. We uh, we really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun doing this. Uh, We love the team here at Grandstand. Uh, Every time we've been out here, you guys make us feel right at home very quickly. It's It's a really fun experience and it's cool to to see what you do mm-hmm. uh, and just learn a little bit more about that. And the creativity is contagious. We vibe very well with your creative. Excellent. Awesome job. Well, thanks guys. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. Danielle's waving. Thank you. In her onesie. <laughs>